Hi everyone, this is Jeff. And this is Russ. When we first started Home on the RNG, we began it as a series of videos, and we produced quite a few before we realized it really works better as a podcast. Whoops-a-doodle. So we apologize if any of these early episodes have any visually heavy references that don't transfer to the audio medium. Whoops-a-doodle. Thanks for listening. Reviewing a game that I love. Yeah. I'm excited. And what game are we reviewing today? We are reviewing the Sailor Moon RPG. I'm just kidding. It was literally the same joke I made in the last video. I know it was. No, but we really are reviewing Chrono Trigger. This is the day that I've been waiting for since... You're aware Since this experiment began. You're aware that you could have picked Chrono Trigger at any point in this process. I did. It took until now for me to get so desperate. <laughs> you, were, you were holding on to, to it. I was holding on to it. I have I have a select few um, classic games that I'm holding on to in a crisis situation where I would just be like curled up in the fetal position in the corner if I didn't get to play an amazing RPG that I love. Fair enough. Yeah. So, since Russ is obviously chomping at the bit and he's So I go, think my review's done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to personal histories and really <laughs> let Russ get it out of his system. Okay. <laughs> okay, so my personal history of Cr Chrono Trigger... Um, I got it when I was a kid, when it first came out. Um, interestingly, I I don't remember the full story. My mom, I think, I told her that I wanted it for Christmas, but then like I couldn't wait that long based on the time that it came out because I had seen the previews of it in Nintendo Power and I was so excited about it. Um, and I know that I couldn't wait, and somehow it ended up that I was going to buy it with my own allowance, but I didn't quite have enough yet with, like, that month's allowance. So I put it on layaway at Walmart <laughs> and paid, like, the first half of it. And then my mom, trying to teach me the responsibility of money, then waited until, like, the next month when I got my next month's allowance. And then that... Um, that let me pay it off and I got it before Christmas it wasn't a Christmas present because I just couldn't wait until Christmas um, and then I just played the hell out of it I've beaten it I don't even know how many times over the years I own it on I have the Super NES cart I have it on the DS um, which I think are the only two versions of it there are oh and the PlayStation there's the PlayStation version so I have all the versions of it I think and it is just one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. And I play it constantly. 
I have personal history too. I do. Uh, it's not as good as Russ's, but I, I got it. So uh, I never owned Chrono Trigger, but it is one of those uh, RPGs that I rented multiple times. Uh, and what's funny is every time I would rent it, I would get to about the same point in the game before it was time to return it. That point in the game is the Kingdom of Zeal. That's about as far as I'd get before I'd have to return it every time. Now when you're playing through the game, if you're doing all the side quests and everything, I'd say Zeal's probably about halfway through. So for me, every time I played it after my childhood, anytime I got past Zeal, it kind of it was a little magical for me. For me, Zeal was always much more interesting because I never got to spend that much time there. Uh, I also own it on the PlayStation and the DS. Uh, I don't have it on iOS, but I, I think it's available on iOS. Uh, I should also, I've got the notes here somewhere, hold on. So it, it was released by Square in 1995. So three years after Arcana, technology had advanced to the point where we got this. Yeah, it was only technology that made a difference, I swear. complex game in terms of story so I actually viewed it as a challenge to try and sum up the entirety of the story in a couple sentences and I'm pretty proud with what I came up with you should be proud because it's the best summary that I've ever heard an accident at a fair reveals a global threat spanning the life of the planet using time travel <coughs> our hero assembles a unique cast of characters and attempts to change the horrible future that he found and it all starts with an accident at a fair. Exactly. And it really does. It does! It really does. Russ is really hung up on the whole accident at a fair thing. Because he keeps picturing a Ferris wheel gone awry. <laughs> I do keep picturing a Ferris wheel, like, bouncing across the land. And then all of a sudden it's in some kind of, like, time-space vortex. But what it really starts with, interesting, interestingly, is a meet-cute from a romantic comedy. It does, actually. <laughs> It does. Guy literally bumps into girl. And from there... And knocks off her necklace. <laughs> yeah. into her so hard, her necklace flies off. And from there, his life is never the same. It really isn't. No. Chrono uh, Trigger has a fantastic story. It's well done. It's well told. It spans multiple time zones, each with their own unique stories. Uh, I love the story. The story is damn good. It's such a tragic story. Because of what the characters from present day find out, what happens to the future of their There's world. a lot of emotion to the story, yeah. because they live in a pretty happy present day, and then they go on an adventure to the past, woo! And then they accidentally land in the future, oh... Wait. And then they dedicate themselves to the quest of preventing that future. Who dedicates themselves, you ask? Why, the characters. Russ! Tell us about the characters. The characters in this game are amazing. What I love about this game and about the characters is how expressive they are given the limitations of the Super NES. Those little 2D sprites <laughs> have more, like, exude more emotion than any character almost in any modern game. I think modern games try to tell stories more subtly, but I think there's something to be said about the way that we had to do it on the Super NES and the NES because of technical limitations that you have these 
really over the top characters with like over the top personalities, you know. And I, I just love how expressive they are. I love the cast. You have a talking frog from the past named Frog, which is very original. Um, you have a robot guy named Robo. And from both the of them have tragic backstories. That, as well. Yes, they have very tragic backstories. Um, you've got Chrono, who is your silent protagonist. Um, but again, because of how animated all of the sprites are, you feel like he really has personality versus some other silent protagonists. Um, you got Marley and Luca, who are your girls, his friends from the present. Um, and then who am I missing? Magus. Oh, Magus. Magus, who is kind of an evil wizard, um, but not totally evil. And uh, Ayla. 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 How am I forgetting these people? <laughs> Ayla, who's from, like, the <clears throat> prehistoric era. 65 million <clears throat> with dinosaurs. years in the past. She lives with dinosaurs, basically. 65 million B.C., and she's amazing. She has voluptuous hair. She has really good hair for a cave <laughs> She has really good hair for a Maybe cable. she's born with it. Yeah, probably. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't think they had, um, like, Aquanet in the prehistoric times, but... It is a pretty it. diverse cast of characters. Uh, and they all have their own story. Like, their stories are fully realized. Definitely. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on into the combat system for Chrono Trigger. The combat system, I, I want to say the combat system isn't anything special, but it actually kind of is. No, it is. It definitely is. It is because of, I think, because of the, the text. The yeah. ability to link up your character. Well, first of all, it is a menu-based combat system, but the combats take place... So, there aren't really random encounters. You can see most of the enemies, or the enemies ambush you when you step on a specific spot. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how many times you play mm -hmm. Chrono Trigger, the combats are going to happen with the same enemies in the same places every time. But, the combat screen itself actually takes place wherever you're currently standing. Your right. character's just kind of spread out and to take combat position and you fight where you're standing. So there's no like default fade to the combat background right, or anything. Right. Uh, and then you have the techs. Yes, I love the techs. So each character has eight techniques or techs that they can use on their own, which are attack and healing and status ailments and all the usual Elemental things. attacks, Elemental fire, ones, water. Right. <clears throat> but each character can also link up with another character to do like a combo technique. So every every two characters have three combo techniques together, and they all make sense. It all takes play. It all takes. It takes this ability right. plus this ability makes this new ability, and again, three for every combination of two that you can imagine. Right. And then there's also a considerable amount for your your maximum party size is three. And there's a considerable amount of um, like triple techniques for all three active characters that you have in your party, and and like Jeff said, it's it's all they're so creative because they're all the actual abilities that each individual character has like merged together in some way. Uh, one interesting one, just to give a couple of examples, so mm -hmm. that you know what we're talking about. If you have Chrono, who has lightning ability, and Ayla, whose techs are all fighting based, she doesn't really have any magic elements. Right. One of the combos is Chrono hits her with a bolt of lightning, <laughs> yes. which doesn't hurt her, but it does electrify her, and then she bites somebody <laughs> right. while she's electrified. Right. Yes. Uh, the 
It's two of your magic casters will do. They'll hit an enemy with ice and then melt that ice with extreme fire. fire. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite ones is that Frog, the talking frog, has a ability, a leap slash. So he jumps up into the air and then cuts the enemy. But then um, he can actually like throw. Is it him that throws Chrono up into the air and then he like does this big cut across the yeah, screen? Yeah, it's one of them that throws the other. One yeah. of them is leaving a sword in the enemy, and then Chrono has lightning hit the sword. Yes, yeah. So it's stuff like that, and then the triple techs are more of the same. It's the the combining the three abilities, and there's actually a lot of hidden mm -hmm. triple techs. You have to have special stones for several of them. Because eventually, at a certain point in the story, you you your party can really get mixed up. Yeah, you're not stuck with having any of the same people in your party. It's all up to you. And so you can find hidden items to unlock special triple techs for special combinations of party members. I have never done that. Uh, it seems like a lot of effort. You never found any of the stones? I've found some of the stones, okay. but I never figured out who they belonged. Okay. <laughs> They're really good, yeah. I really like the stones. There's one really funny one that's really random with Marley and Isla and Magus. No, 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 no. This one is with the three girls. And they do this like weird little dance around the screen. <laughs> it's really good with the little with the little sheep doll. There's a little sheep figurine that you can win at the fair, and they do this little dance on the screen with this little doll. You right. should you should really look at we it. We just figured time. out why Russ likes this game. I love this game. Uh, so let's move on to our favorite category that covers everything. Innovations. innovations. Woo. Um, so probably the one of the innovations that this game is most well known for, uh, and I don't know for a fact that it's the first, but it's definitely the first well known game to have multiple endings and uh, new game plus. New Game Plus is kind of a given on current RPGs. Every one of them has it, even if most of them don't really take advantage of it. Chrono Trigger not only, I think, introduced the concept, but really made good use of it. Yes, definitely. Uh, I don't know how many endings there are. It's something like 7 or 14. or there's it's, a, it's up there in the teens. It's like 13 or 14. or. Typically, when you play Chrono Trigger for the first time, you get there's really only the one ending you're going to get with a couple of little variations. Well, there can be one big variation. Okay. There it's, can be one that, big that's, variation. That's fair, and we'll kind of address that, because what do we care about spoilers on a Well, it's a 21-year-old game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you play New Game Plus, and you gain the ability to just go and fight the end boss whenever you want. Because you carry over story. all of your stats. Yeah, all so of your stats, your equipment. however strong you were and whatever equipment you had when you beat the game you carry over into that new game. So you are strong enough yeah, you, to fight the final boss at the beginning of the game. And what ending you get changes depending on at what point in the game you choose to go and fight the mm -hmm. final boss. And the endings all make sense based on, okay, well now that means you didn't do this, this, and this, because right. you hadn't met this character and you didn't do this. All the endings are based on like what is happening in the game at the time you fight the boss. So it really 
talk about replayability. It is, and some of the there's su there's such diverse endings. There there's ones that are serious and tragic, and there are ones that are just, just funny. Comic. There's just a, totally a funny. hidden one with the developers. Yes. Uh, and then the main primary ending has a good seven or eight variations mm -hmm. on it that you can really just spend forever tweaking and looking at. Uh, this game also has something I love in games, an optional character, a hidden character, mm -hmm. if you will. I don't think that he's that hidden or that secret, but he absolutely is optional. He is, he is hidden enough that I didn't recruit him on my first playthrough. I have never not recruited I him. I fought him. You can, you can, uh, I guess we don't care about spoilers. Yeah. You can recruit him or you can kill him. Yeah, basically, at a certain point in the story, once it's revealed that uh, he's that Magus is not the big bad guy and right. you're led to believe that he is, he says, so do you want to fight? And if you say yes, you kill him. If you say no, he joins your party. And do you know why I fought him and killed him? Because you thought that's what you were supposed to do? Because of Frog. Oh, yeah. Because I knew what would happen to Frog. Would he just always be a frog? It's the it is the only way to turn frog back into a human. But even then, it doesn't happen in the game. Right, and it I was actually an disappointed by that. I thought frog would like would just turn into Glenn. suddenly become human in the middle of the game. But uh, this game also has a lot of optional side quests. They all open up near the end, mm -hmm. and I really think they're great. Uh, there's one where you have to rebuild a forest in a desert. That I think really takes advantage of the entire time travel element, right? Uh, because basically, your part, your your party member Robo says, you know, it's going to take thousands of years of work to turn this back into a forest again. I can do it. I'm a robot, so uh, I'm going to stay here and work. You guys hop in your time machine and come get me in a thousand years, which will be a blink of the eye for you. And then for the rest of the game, anytime you're in that time period in the past. You see Robo out working in the fields, <laughs> right. even if he's in your party, right. because that's how that works. And I'm really glad that you brought that part of the game up, because I wanted to talk about that part for a particular I you reason. Yes. I'll start by saying Luca is my favorite character That's fair. in Chrono Trigger. The whole game would not have taken place without her. Also fair. She She's the one that caused the time accident, but at also fair. at the fair but also figured out how to fix it. And after you rebuild the forest, there's a moment where Luca goes off on her own, and what you may or may not have even found um, throughout playing the game, if you go to Luca's house, is that her mom is paralyzed. Her mom is confined to a chair upstairs, and she's kind of a bitter woman. And Luca goes into the forest by herself, uses the time key to travel to just ten years in the past when there was a tragic accident um, with one of her father's pieces of machinery that paralyzed her mother. And by using clues that you find in her room as a little girl, you can have Luca prevent that accident from happening. Or you can have Luca accidentally or, watch it happen yes. again as an adult. Exactly. Which is rough. Which is a very There's a sad. scream sound effect in there that's... Yes, the scream is... I'm going to hear it the rest of my life. It's horrible. <laughs> but it's my favorite part in the game, and it's really what cemented that Luca was my favorite character, because I think about 
in time travel stories that exact thing about what little moment in your life would you go back to in the past and change and I think it's a very I think it's a very sweet and very um, but very profound character moment yeah it takes because the whole point of this time travel ordeal is to save the planet it's a global right. adventure but then it also this part in particular it really stands out because it takes that element and makes it personal. Like, Very not only are we saving the whole planet, but I can save my mom. Yeah, she has a moment to change something about her life that she has regretted her whole life. Even though yeah. she was just a little girl, There's nothing she, she holds done. on to guilt that she wasn't able to save her mom. So in the middle of this big save the world adventure, she... Takes the time out. Takes the time out to to fix a personal tragedy. And then she's really tired the next day because everybody else was sleeping. Right. So she's probably. And I rough love next it day. at the end because at the end, if you save her mom, then her mom is all happy and giddy and, you see and her. wanting to dance. What's actually really funny is so anytime you go to visit her mom, her mom's sitting in a chair. She can't leave the chair. She's crippled. Mm -hmm. After you save her, if you go to visit her. She starts out in the chair. You see her like, wait, right. nothing's nothing's changed. Yeah. And then a couple seconds later, she gets up she and just starts up. walking around. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that was not nice. Um, another emotional it's those moment. little moments. No, you go ahead with your moment. I'm so, just saying it's those little moments. This I think really falls under innovation. And again, I'm sorry for spoiling a really old game at this point, but there is a point in the game where the main character dies. There is. Chrono dies. Yes. And mm -hmm. whether or not you can bring him back to life depends on whether or not you were prepared. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you got the items you needed to before he died. So you can go through the rest of the game without Chrono, or you can go through the rest of the game with Chrono. Well, to be fair, you can get the you can get the items after. Yeah, I don't think you can get the you clone. Can. Yes, you can. You can get a clone of Chrono mm -hmm. after he dies. They would. They actually will just give you a clone of Chrono. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it would be. Now, it would be very interesting if it actually barred you from doing that. I always assumed you had to get... I always get the clone first oh, thing. yeah. For that reason. Still. <laughs> I just ruined the game for you. I hate this game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, and so that's very interesting. The fact that there are consequences in the game that can be... I mean, characters have died in JRPGs before, but never the main character. The point is that you don't have to bring him back. Yeah, it's not. It's if you if you don't want to for some reason, or you can't figure out how to, and you didn't you can have a guy, you can just finish the game without him and just accept that he died. Uh, and then the last note that I've got for innovations is it's a small one, but it's there are no combats on the overworld, no. which is kind of nice because you get to walk around the world without worrying about random combats. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you're not in a fighty area, there's not going to be fights. So I just kind of. And I like the little animations that the characters do if you just stand still oh. on the overworld map. They all have their unique, you know, <laughs> hey! I'm, I'm down here. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, am I missing anything under innovations? Anything that this game did? Uh, it was, well, it was so innovative. It, it, In so many ways. Day. It's just, you could, you could just go on forever. Uh, sometimes just using the password inputs were kind of creative. Mm -hmm. Because the passwords required you to hit buttons that you didn't otherwise use in the game. The L and the R right. buttons. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so it was almost innovative in the way it just used the controller. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one, there's one little dungeon where you read a note and it says, 
don't make a noise or the monsters will attack. And that's it's, it's fun little bits and quirks like that that the game does. Especially in that sequence, there's a save point. I love this game. <laughs> yes, that was good. Okay. I mean, there's a mouse. You talk to the mouse, it squeaks, monsters attack. You kick a can, it makes a noise, monsters attack. Every time in the game you step on a save point, it makes a little twinkly sound. If you step like on a, all RPGs. Yeah. You don't even think about it. That's just the sound to let you know that, oh, I'm in the save spot, now I can save. I'm not next to it, I'm on it. But if you step on the save point in that area where it says don't make a noise, it makes that twinkly noise, and monsters attack. <laughs> right. You're like, oh my god, that's a real noise. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. All right, so we're going to move on to a section that's usually pretty weak, but we're going to do better this time. Yeah. We're moving on to music. Music. first where Russ reads Japanese names because I can't. Uh, so uh, here we go, Russ. We've got the composers and I feel other like things I that they worked on. I should know this just because. Um, so Yasunori Mitsuda, who, um, who he worked on Xenogears, Mario Party, Chrono Cross, and a bunch of other games. Um, and then uh, Nobu, I can't. I never can't say his name. I know him, but I can't. Nobuo Uematsu. Um, who is a name that I actually do recognize because he does um, Final Fantasy music. Um, and that's that's what he's known for. He scored so you know so many different Final Fantasy titles. Maybe all of them. Maybe all the numbered ones. Not all the spin-offs, but I think yeah, almost all of the numbered right. ones. And he does such a good job. <laughs> he does. Like, Final Fantasy music, I can pick out of a lineup. Uh, if you were to play randomly uh, a track from Chrono Trigger... I could probably not only tell you what game it was from, but tell you where in the game it was yeah, from. Yeah. And I don't hook on to music. As we've covered before. No, I don't either. Neither one of us do. Russ and I aren't wired no. for music. Uh, hopefully, at some point in the future, we're going to have a video game music expert joining us to do these segments to do justice to video game music. Yeah. So if we're very lucky, and fingers crossed for everybody at home, this might be the last time that Russ and I try to analyze video game music. <laughs> uh, but I will say, of all the games that we've played, Chrono Trigger's music is the most recognizable, iconic. It is. Uh, I can hear it playing and I can go, that is Frog's theme. That is Marley's theme. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and they do a good job in making sure each character has their own right. recognizable theme. And every time period has its own yeah. music, its own overworld music, dungeon music, that really fits into that time period and the, the feeling that you get there it just yeah it's, it, it's the, the kind music of music works. that even people that don't really recognize music or understand it or hear it stand out it still stands out um so that's what we've got for music uh i will say one last thing i, I once attended a concert where uh, a rock band covered frog's theme with a flute player and it was awesome. <laughs> a rock band with a flute player playing yeah. Frog's theme is pretty awesome. Um, anyway, so we'll move on to final thoughts. So my final thoughts on Chrono Trigger should be pretty clear. Um, I feel like I always say that. I'm a very hard on the sleeve person. Um, I love Chrono Trigger. I think the story is amazing, amazingly told. I think the characters are exceptional. 
Um, the combat is fun. Um, the music is great. Nothing about this game ever gets old. There's a reason that this game and so many others that so many of you already know the names of are real classics. Um, it really is a classic. It really has held up the test of time. It's better than a lot of games that we get now. Um, I was really excited to play this game. I'm glad I picked this game. Um, it's one of my favorites. I give it an A, an A+, an S rank. Um, whatever, the, whatever the highest score we're going to do, I give Chrono Trigger. It's one of my top 10 favorite RPGs of all time. Um, and I really don't know what to say other than that. I just, it's really great. I have to agree with Russ. Uh, I tend to be uh, a critically minded person. Uh, I, I, I can tend to point out flaws even in the things that I love. But it's very hard to actually find a flaw in Chrono Trigger. It may in fact be a flawless representation of what the JRPG genre can accomplish. It is a fantastic story with fantastic characters. The gameplay is solid. Uh, it's a peanut butter chocolate situation in that mechanically and narratively, it is, a bo it is both fantastic. So uh, I also will say A+. Plus. Uh, I'm not sure about S rank because I don't know that we were doing that. Um, if, if we were, I missed that meeting. But. Uh, yeah, I will absolutely go with A+, the best game that we've played so far. So, that was Chrono Trigger. It was Chrono Trigger, and it was amazing. If you haven't played Chrono Trigger, you should. It's available anywhere you can imagine. I do believe there's an <laughs> iOS port of it. I did, there is. The, the, DS, the, the DS port is pretty good. It's got an extra dungeon, but eh. Yeah. The extra dungeon necessary. doesn't really add anything. No. Uh, it actually kind of contradicts the sequel. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, and we'll probably talk about the sequel one day. We talked about it briefly in a blog. Uh, Russ and I are both fans of Chrono yeah. Cross. Yes. Um, but that's all we've got. For yeah, Chrono definitely Trigger. go play Chrono Trigger, even though we spoiled a substantial amount of it for you. Um, it's still totally worth playing. You know what? We knew the entire plot of the game when we sat down to play it because we'd done it before. Yeah. And still, it was a very enjoyable experience. And surprisingly, it actually goes a bit faster than you think it would. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, mentally, you kind of expect a 40-hour game for a JRPG these days. That's around yeah. the standard. And even doing all the side quests and everything, I knocked Chrono Trigger out in about 20, 25 hours. Yeah. And that was, you know, no cheat codes, no nothing. Just playing the game right. straight. And unlocking not everything, but most things. Well, that's that's part of its charm. Unlike Breath of Fire, it just gets to the point. Yeah, in, the, in that 25 it hours... It doesn't waste any time on things you don't care about. I maxed out everybody's tech levels. Like, I had everybody's yeah. abilities leveled up. So, uh, it's definitely worth 25 hours of your time. Definitely. Uh, next up, it's my turn to pick, and... I, I can't wait. I, I don't even know or forgot what you said, so this is going to be legitimately a surprise I've said to me. it a couple of times, really? I think I've said it today. Well, I've been so excited about Chrono Trigger. So, uh, we're going back to the Game Boy. Okay. For Final Fantasy Legends. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Final okay. Fantasy Legends 1. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see, because I picked Breath of Fire. Yeah. I thought I was fine with that. But. Uh, Final Fantasy Legends 1, which is also the first game in the Saga series. So, 
Um, because thank you, Square Enix, for naming all your games Final Fantasy until the late 90s. Yeah, the crossover between Final Fantasy Adventure uh, into Secret of Mana, except <laughs> Chocobos and Moguls. Moogles. What's a Chocobo? Don't do this to me. <laughs> Chocobo? I think he's you... talking about Chocobos. That's what I said, Chocobo. 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 They came from uh, them and the Moogles. Moogles. Yes. No. Correct. Came from Final Fantasy Adventure, but then became a part of the Final Fantasy series, even though Final Fantasy Adventure is actually part of the... They didn't come from Final Fantasy Adventure. I have a lot to explain to him before we do the next review. Just give me the name of the Final Fantasy Adventure series. The, 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 The second in Setsu. Thank you. I'm just pointing at you to do the Japanese stuff for me. Just know your role. Alright. We'll see you guys next time. We're like an old married couple. Bye. <laughs> you make me dream. Home on the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on youtube.com slash centaur productions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at RussMac25. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you. Winning love by daylight Never running from a real fight She is the one named Sailor Moon I'm introducing a new theme song Alright She will never turn her back on her friends No, sing another verse, it's fine She is always there to be And she is the one on whom we can depend. Is he crazy? Okay, can we, can we start now? And cut. And cut. And cut. Wait, don't cut! What are you doing?